This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now onto the show. Welcome to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, daily conversations with Christian entrepreneurs to inspire and empower Christian business owners to walk strongly in their faith, while build a thriving business that honors Him in every way. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. And welcome to another episode of the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast. This is episode 172 and brought to you by Podcasting With Purpose, helping you to stand out, to be heard and become an influential voice in your industry with a podcaster. My name's Anne-Marie Cross, the podcasting queen. Now, my guest today says fail your way to success and joining me on today's show is Errol Erterman. Errol has been a Christian his whole life having a real conversion experience around the age of 13 and a real commitment to relationship with Jesus Christ in the past two years. Now he is a LinkedIn expert and he helps entrepreneurs to leverage the platform to increase their visibility, their credibility and of course their profitability by providing free LinkedIn coaching and consulting. Now on today's show, Errol is going to share that he learned that if we give nothing up and gain everything by completely submitting to a relationship with Christ, he's learned that and we can learn that as well. He's also going to talk about how he's learned that by niching his focus in business, what it's done is it's actually attracted the target audience that he now wishes to serve. And he's also going to dive into the biggest business lesson of the first half of his career. And that was that sales and service is the act of helping to fulfill needs and happens with a relationship and so much more. Welcome to the show, Errol. Thank you, Anne-Marie. I really appreciate the opportunity to, to be here and to, to talk about this. This is uh, exciting and uh, really glad to be here. Thank you. Oh, my pleasure. And I think, uh, as we mentioned in the uh, interview here, or in the introduction, I should say, uh, you are a LinkedIn expert and someone who really helps people to leverage that incredible platform. And I do, if I recall correctly, that's how we met on LinkedIn, wasn't it? Uh, it is. It is. That is correct. Yeah, amazing. And uh, again, we're going to talk about uh, all things to do with failing your way to success. And I think in business, if we had a conversation with every entrepreneur that was listening and watching today, we probably all got our own stories of uh, failure and when things didn't work out as expected. But share with us, if you will, how did you um, get into recognizing that you loved LinkedIn and you really wanted to show people how to really leverage this tool. Was it something that um, you'd, you'd kind of had an inkling that this is what you wanted to do or has it kind of progressed? How did that work out for you? Sure. So the focus on LinkedIn has really kind of progressed and ramped up over the past, uh, I would say really about a year, year and a half. Mm -hmm. uh, so in terms of the focus on LinkedIn, I kind of have been on LinkedIn for for quite a while since about 2008 
I think a lot of people that are probably listening or watching that are either in business or not have probably been on LinkedIn for a while. But there's a big sort of change that's happening with LinkedIn with how people are using it and connecting. So I kind of got brought to it about a year and a half ago as I really started to think through some of the progress that I wanted to make in my own career, my own business. Uh, essentially, so uh, at base, professionally, I work mm -hmm. as a financial advisor. And as I kind of think through, as I thought through a little bit more about how I might be able to sort of, you know, grow that particular business, which is very entrepreneurial. Mm. Uh, in this case, what came to mind for me was that, hey, you know what, the, the network that I have is super important. And to be able to kind of build that uh, and to sustain growth with the business, continually stay connected with people, clearly you need to be in touch in person. Yeah. Uh, but the scale of those connections is just unbelievable online, the technology we have access to. So for me, I started to think about, okay, how could I scale those connections? How could I really build it? And where am I going to find the most professional people with the most experience? Well, mm -hmm. clearly LinkedIn. Yeah. So I thought, okay, let me really focus on try to, trying to figure out how could I really engage with people online? How could I find people from Australia or from wherever to come into relationship with me and have conversations? And mm -hmm. I've always also been a person within an organization or in a team that when I find a process or something that really works well, I like to share that to help other people. So in addition to really being able to think about, okay, how can I scale and grow the connections and the network, thinking about the ability to actually share best practices on a large mm -hmm. scale was really appealing. So I started to focus on that and it was really important for me to try to really understand how to build those connections, how to draw people into relationship, and then how to kind of do that at a larger scale. And so uh, from that, I ended up actually connecting with a ton of people. I cut my connections down to 150. Uh, and in this case, I decided that if I was not engaging with somebody, then it wasn't a real connection. And I started to build from there and essentially focusing on, okay, how can I engage? How can I build? And uh, from there, I started to uh, get on a lot of webinars with people. I started to read more books, connecting with a lot of people. Uh, and in this case, really sort of learned how to, uh, to really engage on LinkedIn. Mm. Then in thinking about, okay, how can I add the most value for interacting with other people and thinking of who my target audience is, which essentially was entrepreneurs, mm. sort of reverse engineering the type of business and type of clientele that I want to interact with the most, which we can talk more about why that is, but essentially thinking, okay, I'd like to be, have a practice full of entrepreneurs specifically even niching it down even further thinking mm. about, okay, I'd like to really have Christian entrepreneurs that I'm most in relationship with. And so I started to think, okay, how can I, number one, produce content that's going to engage them, but also since I've learned how to uh, be able to engage people online on LinkedIn, why not help them also mm. to get those skills? Uh, and I'm in a very regulated uh, business. I have very severe regulations on how I can communicate mm -hmm. uh, online. So I figured at least what I can do is provide free information for entrepreneurs of how to get more results. So one is I got into it really thinking about how I could add value. And there's a lot of people that are selling that information. But I figure I can do that at least give a certain amount of the information to get an entrepreneur to the point where they really see, hey, you know what, maybe I do need to pay for more advice yes. or I need to kind of look at something that's more strategically sort of focused on all the platforms. Mm -hmm. I can give a lot of that information up front. Wow. Uh, so that, that's how that's what kind of brought me to that point of really looking at helping with LinkedIn online. Yeah, I love the way that you've responded and given such a, a clear 
pathway, if you will, of the decisions that you've made and the actions that you've taken. Because one of the things that I'm sure you get all the time, Errol, as you're talking to people who are using LinkedIn is around, well, I'm using the platform, I'm sharing stuff, I'm doing these things, and it's not working for me. Yet when we really take a step back and look at how are we using this strategically and with purpose and intention, we can quite honestly say, well, actually, there is no real purpose and intention other than I'm just getting out there and, and, and trying to get my stuff in front of other people. That's often what we try to do. Let's talk a little bit about the niching uh, and, and the focus on your business. The reason why is something that often I see as businesses, we haven't taken the time to truly niche and therefore speak into that, which is one of the reasons why we fail to really build that engagement and connection with our ideal clients. Speak a bit about the the process, again, that you took that enabled you to make a decision, I'm going to niche down to Christian business owners, Christian entrepreneurs. What was the thought process around that? Sure. So this, the thought process really was to start with the end in mind. Mm -hmm. uh, just like probably anything that we've accomplished, we've got to first have the concept of what we're trying to achieve and what the goal is. And that, that's a pretty simple concept that anybody that pursues success at any level or to achieve anything, they're going to intuitively get. In terms of with the business and where I think a lot of entrepreneurs have some challenges with sort of niching down, uh, and in this case, is, is really kind of thinking of, okay, who is my audience? Mm -hmm. Who is it that I really want to be speaking to and why? Uh, and I think that, that may be one of the challenging things is not knowing so much why it is that we're in pursuit mm -hmm. uh, why it is that we're being motivated to do certain things we may have just been on this path for a particular reason uh, and maybe not be so clear on why that is so for me trying to think through okay who is I want to connect to and why well if I, I think of the type of practice that I would like to have if I can you know really connect with people at a deep level and have significant relationship more than just the exchange of business but mm. you know who would I want to spend time with who would I maybe want to go spend time family wise who would I be most interested if I sat down with somebody to really engage with them and see okay what is going on with your family hey what is your testimony uh, these types of things would be very engaging and really very deep relationship building uh, aspects for doing business yes. so I thought okay if I could fill myself with a practice full of these types of individuals um, there's I don't see how it would fail. And mm. so ultimately from there, thinking backwards to, okay, so that's who I want to connect to. What is it that I need to provide that's going to engage them and give them value and kind of working backwards from there. Mm. And LinkedIn and these other platforms are all podcasting. Everything is ultimately a way to communicate, I think, with that target audience and almost, almost like a funnel, bring them back to you with calls to action. Uh, yeah. And so I would I have to give some credit though to the emit. Mm -hmm. Okay, Mark, Michael Gerber's book, The E-Myth, uh, you know, that's very a very particular book that applies, I think, to all business. And a lot of people that step into entrepreneurship or step into business find that they're pretty much owned by the business. Yes. And until you really systemize everything, including these processes to get to your target audience and get them back, um, you know, there's a, you're, you're going to run into some, some challenges. And so ultimately, a lot of that is thinking about thinking about who the, what the practice is and, and kind of moving it backwards. Mm. 
so um, great insights and such a great reminder. Let's um, talk about something that uh, you mentioned that you've learned that we give nothing up and we gave, give everything or gain everything, I should say, by completely submitting to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, when we look at our business, often as leaders in our business, we're, we're driven, we've got ideas, we've got goals. But similarly, we need to take a step back and first ask, what's God's will? How can we align with God's will for our business? And that's often easier said than done. So what are some insights you can share around this, around surrendering, about not actually giving anything up when we surrender, but we gain everything, but we need to take action in doing that, yes? Sure, Emery. And I, I want to say that so far, probably within my life, past the, the point of, of really sort of accepting that Jesus Christ is Savior and that he died on the cross, you know, that was a big moment in my life. But it took me so many years to get to the point where I didn't feel as if I was really kind of giving anything up and to really submit to that relationship. And so I was really on pursuit of success, really, from my early 20s. And I'm about about to turn 39 actually uh, later this later this week. So looking at this, um, you know, I approached everything really with business and success, with really thinking of the lifestyle that I wanted to have going forward, uh, and I really wanted to experience you know life in general, but still had that faith. Uh, but at the same time, uh, what I what I found over over time is that that comes across in in relationship with other people, and I think that if you're I guess in this case, by putting uh, myself first and putting uh, you know my desires first or my interest, even with having faith, mm. uh, ultimately there's a different impact in the relationships, and those relationships are really where they're going to create the success for your personal relationships. But in business, mm -hmm. uh, people have to ultimately want to be doing more with you. They have to be attracted to you. They have to see that you're genuine. They have to really you know, people will do business with you mm -hmm. even if they feel like maybe your your motives are, are kind of selfish but at the same time uh they're not going to necessarily work with you at the capacity to really abundantly try to bless you with more um i guess more opportunity and more success or connecting to other people mm -hmm. uh, so what i found at least is that when i really sort of said you know what jesus you know i surrender everything and you know every aspect of my life uh, to, uh, you know, not necessarily cling to anything. Uh, I at least noticed at that point that uh, there was a difference in the way that I interacted with people. Uh, there's a difference in how I kind of looked at obstacles and challenges. And ultimately, in doing business, I think it, it really flipped a switch for me also with really putting the needs of the other people, my peers, the people that I'm interacting with, and I, I kind of almost it switched over to me more serving them. Mm. And I kind of got some of those concepts before really submitting to Christ. But uh, after I took myself out of the equation, I was able to more fully just focus on the other person and not so much worry about my well-being or losing anything in, in the future. Mm. I just, that, that changed a lot of things. I don't know if that's clear yeah. enough, uh, but that, that, uh, that's, uh, that, that's a roundabout where I have uh, been learning. Yeah, I love that. You know, one of the greatest lessons that I've learned that no matter how hard I work, how many hours that I put in, and, uh, you know, we hear the terms hustle, hustle, and uh, all of that kind of stuff. And it's important to, to work uh, intentionally and, and be committed in, in that way. But I realized that 
you know, we have to put God first as a kingdom business. And one of the uh, Bible verses I absolutely love, I can't remember where it is is, is located, but it is uh, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's so true, isn't it? When we put him first, because he knows us because he's created us, you know, he knitted us in our mother's womb. So it, he knows what lights us up, what we're passionate about. But if we put um, our passion for work and our commitment to getting clients and, and generating income before him, that's often when uh, we will get um, unstuck. Is there a Bible verse or maybe a couple that you will often remind yourself of, particularly in the times where things aren't working as well as you would have hoped them to do, even if you put everything into to that task? Any Bible verses that come to mind? Yeah, and I can I can share this uh, even from recently. You know, I think as as an entrepreneur, as somebody that's in business, and somebody that uh, really takes a lot of the safeguards out of their occupation, uh, you know, we're going to experience a lot of inklings of success, but then there's a lot of times in the valley, and that mm -hmm. time can be really uh, very taxing and very challenging. You you find some areas of success and then fall backwards, or you hit a new level of success and you know, you question whether or not you can maintain that or you find yourself in that valley and you're thinking, wow, what am I going to do to get to the next level or to be able to move back forward? And I think it's a very taxing and challenging time. So one of the thoughts, and even this is something uh, that's, you know, been coming to mind for me here in the past few weeks is that, you know, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. And so to remind yourself that, you know, our God is a God of faith, not fear. That fear is not from God. And so the fear that we feel when we're facing this adversity that is just part of the, 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 the daily routine of, I think, uh, of entrepreneurship and pursuit of success, uh, ultimately being faithful and, and, and knowing that ultimately, you know, God is, is with us. And ultimately that, that's been something that I would say is, you know, been very helpful for me yeah I love that one too I love that too you know for you are with me your rod and thy staff they comfort me um yeah they're great you know it was interesting this morning I was reading um Matthew I looked at Matthew Mark and Luke and I was um, diving into the temptations that Christ had to to uh, undergo you know when he spent 40 days and nights fasting um out in the desert and it was really interesting that, you know, the way in which the enemy approached him, you know, asking different questions, just a question. And, and But what was interesting to me, it really stood out, and I wonder if um, this is quite often how we have to experience trials and tribulations. It wasn't till Christ overcame those, and we know that Christ is, is also God, but he was also human, and he came back to the enemy with Scripture but once he had three times, you know, come back with scripture and then the devil departed, then he went about his ministry. So I wonder if some of the trials and tribulations we go through, is God actually doing that to go, are you ready to go to the next level in your ministry or in your business? And how are we confronting um, those challenges? Are we holding steadfast to the truth that we know is God's word? Or do we look for other alternatives or answers to those solutions? That was a huge insight for me this morning. So, um, yeah, what, what insights have you found? How you cope or how you handle failure? Because I think failure, for the want of another word, is just part of business, isn't it? 
Uh, yes, I, I think that, you know, what, how many times did Thomas Edison fail? I mean, it took him what yeah. ten thousand ten thousand yeah. tries, and it was he was just that one time mm. that he was able to succeed, and obviously he's you know remembered for that, and you know he produced the light that uh, he helped to produce the light that's you know helping us to be on this podcast right now. Mm. So failure is just part of success. It's uh, success, I think, is uh, is not going to be uh, something that we just reach and we stay at. It's a constant ebb and flow. It's, mm. it's almost like a state that we exist in, and this entrepreneurship and this, you know, business, it's also, I don't think it's, you're not going to reach a point where you have accumulated enough to where you're really just going to kind of coast, uh, mm. you know? Uh, so in this case, I think that in terms of for the, you know, for failure, that it's, it's definitely part of, you know, really what we must uh, go through. The way I've always really approached uh, failure is to be honest, is not to acknowledge it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, you know, I am very protective of and, this, I guess there's some good things and bad things is I've been really thinking and submitting to, to Christ first. I think that some of this is changing a little bit in some mm -hmm. ways, but ultimately is to be very protective of it, all the inputs that are coming in and mm -hmm. more than just protective of what's coming in is to actually feed the inputs so mm -hmm. that it overrides any potential for failure. Our mind doesn't really know the difference between, you know, if we're, if we read, something that's true or false, mm -hmm. it doesn't actually know the difference. You can discern it, but at the same time, it's going to take in what's being fed. Uh, and it has a major effect what you allow to kind of go into your mind. So I think that for myself, the way I've approached failure is really just always focus forward, mm -hmm. always focus on what is possible. I saw today actually on, on LinkedIn, um, the gentleman Josh Steinle might be familiar mm -hmm. with, uh, he's a uh, He's a marketing uh, agency owner out of China. He actually had uh, been invited to uh, meet with Richard Branson on his, on his island with all his mm -hmm. other uh, executives. One thing that was interesting, he's reading Gary Vaynerchuk's book, uh, Crush It, mm -hmm. and was asking about, hey, so has anybody else read this? And the thing that he said in that was that a lot of people may say, oh, well, Gary's different because he has all these followers and these people. Um, you know, I uh, think of Warren Buffett, for example, and his success, and I hear all the time, oh, well, you know, Warren Buffett is different. He had these resources when he started, you know, so ultimately, I think that that type of thinking when we're thinking about failure is look at who's been successful, look mm -hmm. at the ways that it is possible. And in the points of failure, uh, if you just look at what those routines are that create the success mm -hmm. and you know what, you just commit to focus on that area versus focusing on the possibility of a failure, which again, as Christians, I think we have a unique opportunity or unique, unique uh, way to kind of fight that. Because again, that failure and that fear is, it's not really the truth. It's really being put there uh, by someone else. And so ultimately we can just focus forward on really our success mm -hmm. and have faith that we're being driven forward and look at the resources that are, are, are available for us uh, to just 100% focus on. And uh, I've always focused in that way to deal with mm. any type of sense of failure. And I really just try to build forward with faith that it's going to be, it's going to happen mm. using whatever potential resources I have to build the truth for that. Yeah, I think that's so uh, valuable. And I think so often what we do is if we completely ignore and throw, like if we're, we're, we're trying to achieve an outcome and the first go around it didn't, 
quite work out the way we expected. So often it's easy to, well, it, I'm not destined for success. I'm not um, destined to, to run a business. But, you know, particularly for us who are creating a kingdom business, we're building a kingdom business. The enemy doesn't want us to go out there and spread our message and hope and possibility and work with clients. So he's going to try and distract us anyway and, um, and means that he can. So I love the way that you've reminded us, be mindful about the information you allow into um, your sphere and that would go for the people you hang out with, who you associate with, the conversations online that you contribute to because sometimes you can add to a conversation and the next minute you are just full on having a conversation that you think, goodness, where, where on earth um, are we going with this? So what would you say then to someone who has been trying to achieve a goal in business for some time yet um, they've been consistently doing the do, if you will, or taking action, but it seems like quite a distance away. What are just a couple of insights that you would uh, share with them to not lose hope, not lose focus, but continue the journey, if you will? Sure. So I would recommend first to find those people and associate with some new people that are having success. Find it in the books that are out there written by successful people read more, connect more, connect more on LinkedIn. You can reach out to a lot of very successful people that in this case, you can find out with them, hey, how did you accomplish what you accomplished? What am I missing? Try to connect up, try to connect with people that are more successful with you and ultimately find out from them, serve them. First, enter the relationship with them to really understand them, understand their story, understand what they're passionate about, understand what their specific goals are, and understand and actively think about how you might be able to help mm -hmm. them. Uh, ultimately, from there, if you can surround yourself with people, it may just be something where if you don't have those skills developed yet, you can definitely do it. But maybe you start with reading some of the books of some of these very successful people that ultimately will tell some of the ideas. And if you can be very passionate in front of somebody that's really in strong pursuit of success or having that success, and they see that you're doing everything you can do mm. and you're really passionate about your future and they're going to recognize that you need help. They're going to help you. Mm. So, but you have to meet those people and you have to genuinely take care of everything you can take care of before you approach them so that they know that you're really trying. And if they see an opportunity where they can help you, they, they will. So I would say really reaching out to those people, reaching up to people that are more successful than you, reading uh, other material, from other people that are telling you that yes, you can mm. do it. You know, change your change your routine. Get mm. up two hours earlier. Take another route to work. You know, listen to material while you're working out or take a run. And the other thing, as Christians, I think we need to start the day in relationship with God and bring mm. that to God. Get into the Word, and ultimately, I think if we center on that relationship, have faith again that God has our best interest in mind and that he's walking with us and ultimately bring that to him. So I think in a worldly sense, we can look for all those other things, but we need to center first on that relationship with Christ and trust mm -hmm. that Christ is with us and he's going to lead us forward and open the doors and introduce us to people that we need to be introduced to mm -hmm. that are going to fulfill the purpose that he has for us. Yes. And that's what I would say. Yeah, I love that. And that segues beautifully into the last point, which is a business lesson that you've had. In fact, you said the biggest best business lesson of the first half of your career. And I think 
some of us may need to have this mindset shift as well, and that is sales and service is acting or the act of helping to fulfill the needs. And, the, and that happens with a relationship. So for us, when we go from a mindset of service first, helping first, providing information and insights that we know to help others, then that shift will enable us to build those deeper engagements and relationships with people because they know that we care. And I think as Christians, we have a you know a role model that did this for us so beautifully and someone who we love and and you know turn to every day and that is jesus he did that first he gave his life so what would you say to someone who's going through a bit of a mind shift is this something that you learned or someone shared that with you you read in a book that you thought you know what i have to go from a place of service first that act first this is a really good that's a really good question and I would say no that that's not how i led at first and i i think i thank god to bring me into relationship with him at this point to really have been able to learn learn that lesson so i think that in business and in you know i i have a, a long history in sales and so within sales you know an eskimo can sell you know snow to sales well, yeah i don't know if that's not the right but yeah, you know, there's the, you can sell snow to to an Eskimo. I, I don't know, that's not the right one. But uh, the the main thing is that you can learn processes and you mm. can learn ways to go about doing business, or you can learn the processes and the the, the, the semantics of interacting with somebody, mm-hmm. kind of presenting a product or a solution, going for a close, building rapport, you know, business. Okay, you you build things uh, a particular way. Uh, you have, you know, marketing a certain way to draw people in, um, you know, there's just processes. Ultimately, you could look at building a business at a very large scale mm-hmm. uh, and ultimately uh, just kind of going about certain things that are going to, going to uh, I guess, uh, help you to be successful. Uh, but ultimately, that doesn't equate to a servant mindset. That's mm-hmm. not uh, necessarily being a servant to those around you. You can, you know, have something of value that you're presenting mm-hmm. and you have no feeling or warmth really towards that other person, but you know they want it or need it. And you know what? They have money. They need to buy it. And they'll, they'll buy it from you. So I think that ultimately you can learn to do business and you can learn to interact without having a heart for the other person and you'll have some success with it. But ultimately, there's something different when you do shift mindset and even thinking of sales so many people i think are scared of thinking of themselves as a sales person mm-hmm. or a lot of christians i think also even have trouble with thinking about money mm-hmm. thinking about having the idea of somebody buying something from them because they like them or they want to do business with me that's an interesting story too when that's i start a whole off, other show one... that is a whole other show we'll have to get you what? back on and I... we'll, we'll dive into that one too <laughs> Yeah, th- I had this just real quick. Have to share. So when I started off, it's just crazy. Mm-hmm. I did not want anybody to do business with me because they liked me. I wanted them to make sure that what they were buying from me was the best thing for them. It completely made sense for them. Mm-hmm. And they made decisions simply based off of that. And mm-hmm. that had an impact because it wasn't relationship based. Mm-hmm. So ultimately over time, what I learned is that it was more important to build that relationship and that rapport you know, know the details of what I could offer and what, what they might need and listen to them as I presented to mm-hmm. be able to kind of move towards close and doing business. 
But when I when I really shifted to to stop thinking about building a kingdom here mm. and thinking about my wealth in the future or being able to cling to a certain amount of money or something for security. Mm. And when I started to really think about, okay, these are relationships. I need to kind of build this. Uh, when I started really focused in that way of serving that person a hundred percent, just hundred percent thinking about their needs mm-hmm. and then thinking about the needs of everyone around me and meeting all those needs first, not even thinking about mine, then things just really changed. And so I think it was as I started to shift uh, that focus on that relationship with Christ, it allowed mm-hmm. me to take myself out of the equation and put everybody else first. Yeah. And uh, it did it, it did take something in a certain amount of wisdom. It's really kind of almost sounds oxymoronic to say, mm-hmm. you know, that it's not about me, it's about you, to take myself out of the equation because then how would you succeed if you're not caring about yourself? to think about the God of the universe coming here and serving and, you know, dying the way he did, mm. you know, who to, what King would do that? And that's why a lot of people didn't get it or still don't get it. Mm. But, uh, but yeah, Jesus Christ came and served us in a manner that none of us could, could do. Mm. And he had the power to move mountains. He could have had everything, but yeah. he chose to give it all away and serve us for all the sins that we do. Even though if we look at what we did today, we don't deserve what he did, but he did it, and mm-hmm. he served us. And yes, I think that that is something to uh, lead with, and it takes it takes something to be able to yeah. think get that. You're not going to get that in the book. No, and I think you need really, as you said, you can say it, but until you believe it, and one of the things that many of my mentors, or one of them often would say, you got to get it in your muscle so that it is actually part of who you are, and you believe it and you live it. Because there's one thing through saying something and expressing it and another uh, that we really do live it and we, we um, bring that out into our conversation. And it's interesting that you mentioned uh, Gary V because I remember years ago one of the institutions here called Chisholm Institute reached out and they asked me to develop the content for the very first um, digital marketing course that was um, recognized uh, Australia-wide. And he, that was back in the day when he was still doing Wine Library TV with his, you know, videos and um, before he became the Gary V now. But uh, I used him as an example with the students because he was sharing content. He didn't, uh, you know, used his personality. Now, I mean, I love the content he shared every now and again. I've got to block out the, the F word. But yeah, um, but you true. know what? He He's probably the only other person that I would listen to because he's got such great, great content. And he is all about give, give. That's what one of his books, give, 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 then ask. And if you give authentically and, you know, your insights, people will often, and you probably have this too, would, would say, all right, I, I've been listening to your stuff, I've been watching you, how do we work together? And that's because you've created so much value and people, don't listen then, Errol, this isn't an issue for you, they actually like you, which you you said, yeah, you've uh, worked through, which is, it's so important. Uh, Goodness, we have had such a great conversation. We'll have to get you back on the the show, I think. We'll talk about this money thing because I think as Christians, um, we can often uh, shy away. That's a great great lesson that i've learned over the years as well let's share for everyone how best to connect with you and just some of the things that you can do to support them absolutely i appreciate that so definitely absolutely best way is is linkedin that's where i'm the most engaged and you know connect with me errol erdman uh probably the only errol erdman on linkedin uh now but uh so errol erdman on linkedin is going to be probably the best way uh to connect with me uh 
outside of that, you know, there are some other ways that I'm uh, kind of working on trying to get a little more active with some of the uh, Facebook. Uh, you can check me on Instagram, but I would really say I would direct mm-hmm. everybody to LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. just look me up, Errol Erdeman, on uh, on LinkedIn. Uh, you can also go to so podcasting is also something that I started to kind of work on to create resources for entrepreneurs. So I'm connecting with all these great people that are just nuggets that are coming out that really need to be shared more. And so as I'm connecting organically, finding these good pieces of content to be able to put together. So in the Apple iTunes store, mm-hmm. I can be found under something really simple. So Errol helps entrepreneurs increase visibility, credibility, and profitability. Mm-hmm. So I can be found there as well. Uh, but definitely LinkedIn. Let's connect on LinkedIn. And uh, from there, also be able to kind of follow everything else that, uh, you know, that I'm doing from there. Fantastic. And, of course, we'll put all of those connections or links on our show notes, ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash TCE172. Yes, Errol? And I forgot the last part. So, essentially, what I'm doing to help Mm -hmm. uh, is to provide free LinkedIn consulting. So, for anybody that's an entrepreneur that is, in this case, really thinking of how to get more results from LinkedIn, uh, I'm here to be able to help provide free LinkedIn consulting uh, for you to kind of help you grasp what you can do. And and that's probably one of the bigger ways uh, that uh, that I can help. Yeah, fantastic. Well, I I hear that rush all over to LinkedIn to get there, to get uh, access to a lot of those incredible tools and resources. And I've been following you for a while and uh, what you share is certainly uh, incredibly valuable. So, I can certainly vouch for that. Now, one of the things I'm doing on this show, Errol, is just to finish with a word of prayer. May I do that for you today? That'd be great. Fantastic. Father God, thank you for the opportunity to speak with Errol today and just be reminded of how important it is to put you first, to put your will first, particularly when we're building a kingdom business. And as Errol reminded us that uh, the wealth and the riches as Christian entrepreneurs is not necessarily here on earth, but also what we are building in our future as well. Father, sometimes in business it can be difficult with the trials and tribulations, but as we're reminded in the testimony that uh, Errol shared today and the insights and strategies that it's important not to be discouraged. It's important for us to uh, surround ourselves with quality content, information and people who will speak truth uh, into our lives and really help us to keep focused on what it is that is is your will. Father, I just want to uphold Errol and his family in our prayers. Will you continue to bless him? Will you continue to find favour as he continues to work with other uh, Christian entrepreneurs and helping them to build deeper connections, relationships with their ideal clients on LinkedIn? Father, we ask this in the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you so much, Errol, for coming on the show. Um, Great conversation. We've had great conversations on LinkedIn and now it's uh, such an honour to be able to speak with you. Uh, Well, I was going to say face-to-face. Well, it is kind of a face-to-face using uh, these incredible technologies that uh, we now have and in our fingertips or uh, in our hands now as entrepreneurs. So it's been an absolute pleasure speaking with you today. Absolutely. And I will add one thing with that as an example. So this interaction here makes it so that we, we are more comfortable with each other. And mm-hmm. so with creating video on LinkedIn and just documenting or creating video on these other platforms, especially as an entrepreneur, we've got to leverage these opportunities because those that are actually interacting with our content there, mm-hmm. they do feel like they know us more and they, they do. 
because yeah. there's a lot more that you read from what you're seeing and what you're hearing than just those words. Yes. So ultimately, yes. So, and I really appreciate the opportunity to be on the show uh, with you. And I appreciate everything that you're doing. Uh, and we're real, real glad to be connected with you as well, Anne-Marie. Fantastic. Well, all the very best. And uh, I'm sure this is one of many conversations that we will be having. Thank you so much. You've been listening to the Christian Entrepreneurs Podcast, brought to you by podcastingwithpurpose.com. Stand out, be heard, influence. Want to influence real change with your own podcast? Access our free podcast training, including no-cost and low-cost tools and podcast production workflow checklist to get you started at www.podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. That's podcastingwithpurpose.com forward slash mini training. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.